Creative Studio Academy, Semester 1, Session 6. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. In this session, we're going to be talking to Jared Easley, who is the host of the podcast Starved of Doubts, and he does an incredible interview-based podcast. And so we're going to be picking his brain today about how to do interviews, how to research for them, so different tools and tactics that he has regarding that. And so with that, let's jump right into the interview. So Jared, thanks for joining us today. Josh, I am honored to be on this show, and it wasn't that long ago where I was uh, your exact target market. I was like, what in the world am I doing? And there's still days I feel that way. So, man, I love your show, and I hope your listeners keep pressing play because it's going to encourage them to to keep uh, learning and keep taking steps, and that's what it's all about, to get to, get to where you want to go. I appreciate that. It could definitely be reciprocated. I've definitely really enjoyed being able to listen to your podcast, uh, Star of the Doubts. And so um, it's been a real encouragement to be able to hear all the different stories that come out through the different um, episodes that you've had, all the different interviews. And uh, But the thing that I really want to bring out is not necessarily the stories that are uh, come from that, but uh, some of that may come up as well. Uh, we'll kind of see how the conversation goes. But what I really want to draw out is just the fact of uh, the incredible interviews the, or the way that you interview, um, I think, is incredible. And so the, the way that you do your research, um, and so, I mean, a lot of your guests have made mention of that. You, you ask them a question that just seems off the wall, and it, it just shows that you had to do some research just to be able to ask them that question. And so, um, uh, and so I just love that. So I just kind of want to kind of get kind of inside your head um, as, far as far as all that. But actually, before we dive into that, why don't we go ahead and... Uh, uh, you go ahead and explain to everybody or tell everybody a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Well, Josh, uh, thank you for that. Long, long story short, my name is Jared Easley, and I always introduce my people uh, to myself to other people saying, my name is Jared, and if it's a guy, I'll say, my name is Jared, like the subway guy, or if it's a lady, <laughs> I'll say, my name is Jared, like the jewelry store, and then most people are more uh, likely to remember my name. I know that sounds cheesy, but... And then I'll say my last name's easily to remember. So no excuses for listeners out there not to remember who was on this episode. Um, nice. I I have a podcast like Josh mentioned. It's called Starve the Doubts, and I started it over a year ago. And at the time, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And I didn't even know exactly what topic I wanted to podcast on. And I hope this is a good encouragement to your listeners because, you know, just because you don't know all the answers right now doesn't mean you can't go create something and you can't learn through the process and I didn't have all the answers, and, and I remember talking to several people saying, I'm going to do a podcast called Star of the Doubts. They're like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily get that. Uh, I don't know where you can take that. And, and one of those people, even being uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, he's a podcast answer man, great guy. I love him. I've learned tons from him, and he's the man. Uh, but he told me, I don't know about Star of the Doubts. And, and when he said that, I remember thinking, well, you know, that's okay. I, I, uh, I understand why he's saying that, but 
I wasn't going to let that prevent me from starting a podcast. And, and I've learned a lot in the process of doing the podcast, Josh. So I hope your listeners won't allow um, doubt or allow you know the what ifs to prevent them from just hitting record. Because even though you don't know all the answers and you're not the expert on a specific topic, you can still do interviews, you can still connect with people, and you can always shift and pivot. And there are people I know who started a podcast and they did it for several months. And while they didn't stick with that particular podcast, that podcast gave them ideas and it opened up doors for what they're doing now. And you got to keep that in mind as you're doing online stuff is not everything's going to work, but it's going to give you that experience and it's going to give you that exposure and potentially connect you with other people that are going to help you take those next steps. So don't let the fear of, oh, this just isn't the best idea prevent you from ever launching it. Okay. So I have a podcast called Start of the Doubts, and then also I was fortunate to join a, a group of guys, and, and we started the podcast movement. That's going to be in August in Dallas. And for anyone who's interested in podcasting, it is the, now I can say this, the international podcasting conference. <laughs> there is no other podcasting conference. We are the podcasting conference. We have people coming from Europe and from South America and from Australia and all over North America. I mean, it's, we have over 500 people who've registered for this event it's the first year. It didn't even exist in January, so that's amazing. And then uh, there's other stuff going on, but but I would say uh, the podcast host, Star of the Doubts, and then podcast movement is two things that some people know me for. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you kind of mentioned a little bit there as you were getting started that uh, you got some uh, kickback, I guess you can say, from Cliff Ravenscraft <laughs> on your... Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of a go back to that and kind of explain a little bit more as far as, far as how you pushed back that and uh, starved the doubts, as you will, as you started starved <laughs> the doubts, and then to uh, uh, how you, the process you went through as you got that going. Uh, for me, I listened to a lot of podcasts, Josh, and I thought it'd be fun to to learn from the experts outside of just listening to their show. I'd love to interview them. I'd love to, to talk to them. And at the time, self-doubt was a big a thing that I was concerned about and dealing with. And I thought, well, this is a, this is a better topic than, you know, not knowing what I'm going to talk about. So why don't I just talk about this overcoming self-doubt and I can interview these people that I listen to podcasts uh, like Pat Flynn and Cliff Ravenscraft and Jason and Jeremy from internet business mastery and some of these other great podcasts, Michael Hyatt, so on and so forth, interview these people and, and uh, just learn how they overcome self-doubt that, that, was my idea, and I admit, it, when I say it that way, it doesn't sound that refined and that perfect and that wow, uh, but I'm thankful I didn't allow that to prevent me from stopping because uh, before I ever launched my show, I think I'd recorded over 20 episodes, and now that's not uncommon. You'll see a lot more podcasters now. They'll launch with 40 episodes, but when I started, I only started, uh, I, I had recorded at least 20 and that was awesome because life happens and you get real busy and it's good to have a buffer of episodes when you launch your show. So if you are busy and you can't do interviews or you can't record that episode, you've got several that you can rely on to tie you over until life <laughs> allows you to record another episode. So I'd say that's one thing to consider if you're starting a podcast is try to do several episodes in the can before you launch if you can help it. Um, but yeah, I, I went to these different gentlemen and, and ladies and, and asked if they'd be gracious enough to be a guest on the show. And um, a lot of those people were gracious to do it. And I got a lot of no's, but I also got a lot of people that were, were willing to do it. And 
I think that's a key too, Josh, is, is don't be afraid to ask the question. And if you get a no, it may not be a no permanent. It may just be a no for now because some people were like, oh, I can't do this now. Sorry. And then I would reply to them and say, okay, I know you can't do it now, but what about in Q4? Is it possible we could set something up then? And in almost every situation like that, Josh, people would reply to me and say, oh, yeah, we can do it. Just follow up with me on this day. And I'd, I'd set it in my calendar. I'd go back, and when that day came, I'd write them, and then we'd schedule it. So if you're getting no's for podcast guests, that's okay. Don't take that personally. You don't feel like defeated and, and that you're not capable of getting good guests. Just always reframe that and say, hey, I know, I understand no's not the option. It's not an option now, but is there a possibility we can, I can follow up with you and we could try again later? And you never know when that person has a product launch or they're writing a book or they have something that they want to uh, get out there. And that'll be a good opportunity where they're sharing on a lot of different podcasts and they're likely to uh, grant you that interview. So, Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's that's in short. All right, so um, now what tactics did you use um, to be able to try to reach out to those people to try to secure the their interviews? And so I know there's some different ways. So I'm just curious what you did. Well, for me, I attended a conference, New Media Expo, and this was uh, January of 2013. And prior to that conference, I did a lot of homework. I figured out who's going to be there, who are people that are speaking, who. Um, who out of those speakers are people that I'd like to interview. And then I, I knew I had to come up with some kind of strategy to connect with those people at the event. This was before I'd even launched a podcast, Josh. So I, this was when I was in the uh, early stages trying to figure out who do I want on the show. So prior to going to that conference, I reached out to several of these people. It was uh, John Dumas and Jason and Jeremy, Cliff, Pat Flynn. Uh, I can name several others. But I reached out to them and I asked them, if they were doing a meetup at New Media Expo. And almost all of them said, yeah, you know, we're going to plan to do a meetup. And then I asked them, well, who's who's planning your meetup? Is that something that I could do for you? And I didn't have any experience with meetups, Josh, but I just knew this is something they'd probably do at the event. Most of conferences have meetups. And these guys are busy, so they don't have a lot of time to plan this. So maybe I could plan it for them and help them out, and that would give me a connection to them, if that makes sense. And, and almost... No, 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 not almost. Every one of them came back to me and said, oh, are you serious? You would be willing to do this for me? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> I actually bit off a lot of work there that I probably, in retrospect, uh, I should have only done that for like one person or, or maybe two tops, but I did it for several. Uh, the good news is uh, through a lot of work and a lot of effort, I was able to help these guys plan their meetups for that particular conference. And guess what? That gave me a reasonable connection with those guys by helping them in that manner. So when I came back to them later and said, would you be a guest on my new podcast that I haven't recorded yet? All of them said yes. So that may not be the best strategy for someone who's listening to this, but I would say the takeaway there is uh, if there's a way to, to try to help somebody, try to try to help them. Uh, because if you, if you have that rapport with them, it, it's a lot easier for them to say yes to you when you're asking for something. Uh, it's not always ideal to ask for something right out of the gate if they don't know you, but if you're asking for a podcast interview, that's a little bit different because that's something that's intended to be shared with an audience. It's not just you hoarding it for yourself. So if you're sharing it with an audience, then that's, that's not selfish. So podcast interviews, I like to write short emails to the guest or to the pros prospective guest. And the subject line for my emails is, I love your, and then it'll be, I love your book, or I love the name of your book, or I love your website, or I love your podcast. You know, something specific to that prospective guest. 
and I always keep the, the subject line real real short and simple. And you think about that, Josh. If somebody if somebody writes you an email and says, "I love your podcast," you're likely to eat to read that email, right? Because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to read an email where somebody's saying they love what you do, right? I mean, that's true for almost anybody at any level. So I that's my subject line, and then my the body of my email is always very very short. And the reason for the shortness is these podcasters have very aggressive schedules or these these guests you know these people you want to interview they have a a busy life they have a lot going on busy people don't necessarily read long emails but they will read a short email so if you can keep the email super short and concise that's my humble opinion that's the way i do it so i i say this word for word if i'm having josh on the show if i'm asking josh i'd say subject line i love your podcast and i'd say respectfully request consideration to interview you for my podcast uh, and then I put in parentheses starvedoutscom and then I put best regards Jared Easley. And underneath my name, I could put my Schedule Once link. Schedule Once is a, a tool where the guest can go and look at your calendar if they want to participate in an interview with you, and they could schedule a time with you. It's a free tool, so I re- I recommend it. You and I set up this interview through Schedule Once, Josh. So I know you use that. I know you're uh, somewhat an advocate for that. And Definitely. Yeah, that, yeah, the email's shortened to the point, and what happens then is if they don't know me personally, they'll click on starvedoutscom and they'll go and see what I'm about, and then they can make a decision whether they want to participate in that or not. But I try to make it quick and simple, and they have that schedule once link on there, so they can just schedule it right then, and that's what typically happens. Most of them will hit reply and say, yeah, I'd be happy to do it, and I just uh, picked a couple dates on your calendar. And they, they can pick dates that are good for them that are also in sync with dates that are good for you. So that's that's how I do it, and that has worked very well for me. I get a lot of yeses uh, because I try to keep it as simple as possible, and I don't complicate it. I, I never write in the email, oh, I've interviewed this person and this person. They're going to click on the website. They'll see who I've interviewed. So, And if anybody ever has any questions about that stuff, they'd always just reply to me anyway. So I, I don't bother to go into that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've heard some uh, other people that say that they do put like some of the previous guests to kind of kind of show their clout. Um, yeah, I, so. <laughs> I, you know that's that's one strategy. But I, like I said, I like to keep that email as short as possible because everybody else and their mom writes these long emails. Well, I've done this, this, and this. Well, really, Josh, who, with great respect, not most people don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be mean, but most people won't care who you've interviewed. <laughs> so, they right. might but i don't i don't know that might be my humble opinion but. all right now as as we get to the actual interviews um the questions you choose are very interesting um and, and actually some of them aren't necessarily questions some of them are uh you do a variety um which i love i mean you start with uh, uh the first question of uh what's the best concert you've ever been to um, and then you roll into a series of different questions. Um, sometimes it's like fill in the blank or blank versus blank. And uh, just kind of it's almost like a game um, that, that you made. So what what was your uh, inspiration for doing that type of format? Well, most most interview formats are just kind of like, uh, you know, basic question and answer. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's good, especially if the value is real good and the guest is really sharing something important. And so there are some people who that's all they care about, Josh. They, they don't want to hear anything beyond that. For me personally, I like to make my podcast uh, um, fun, informative, entertaining, right? 
So what I do, like you mentioned, is I will have strategic questions in the beginning that are considered icebreaker questions. And what I found, and again, I completely recognize that there are some people who don't like this about my show, and I, I have just allowed myself to to not worry about those people. <laughs> because you're never going to please everybody with your podcast. You're going to do something that somebody doesn't like. It is what it is. So for me, I do the icebreakers, but what that is intended to do is it, it frees up the person who's a guest, meaning they're not right out of the sudden trying to provide value to me. They're just answering questions, and the questions are always about them. So what's the best concert you've ever been to? That I used to work for Hard Rock Cafe. Their corporate office is in Orlando, and whenever new people would be hired into the corporate office, they'd you know, they'd have these big corporate me- uh, company-wide meetings uh, there every so often, and new employees would would stand up and introduce themselves, and that's the question they would ask is, what's the best concert you've ever been to? And I always thought, that's a great question for anybody, because anybody who listens to music uh, would have some kind of answer for that, or even if you don't like music, say, well, I don't like concerts, but I like comedians, or I like this Broadway show, or whatever. But it just gets a conversation going. You know, and if you say to me, uh, Jared, I really like you too. Well, there's some songs I like by you too. So now I have a connection with you. I can relate on some level to you. And that's, that's why I do that. It's not perfect, but it's kind of fun to hear Seth Godin talk about what's his favorite concert. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I've asked Gary Vaynerchuk that question. I mean, I've asked everybody I've had on the show that question. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And then the blank versus blank and the fill in the blank, again, that's intended just to differentiate the style. Um, I always look in my research of the guests. I always look at their social media. I try to listen to other interviews that they've done that are somewhat recent. And uh, if they have videos on YouTube, if they have Instagram, if they, you know what I mean? I, what are they tweeting? What's on Facebook? And based on those things, I, I can come up with different. Like I know someone ate tacos on Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could come up with a. Um, Fill in the blank. My favorite thing about eating tacos on Friday is, and they'll laugh at that because they'll be like, "Well, that's funny because I just had tacos on Friday." That's kind of weird. Yeah. To know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but but it, it causes a little bit of a, a laugh. And again, it's supposed to be just to get them in the mood to talk, just to get them to share. And there's some fun stories that come up from that. I don't allow the icebreaker section to take very long. I only allow it to last a few minutes. But what that does is that that frees up the the guest to to be more comfortable talking and it also gives the listener a different side of that guest that they're not necessarily going to hear on other podcast interviews and that's that's one of the reasons i like to test little things like that so as you go through and you check all those different um sources like you mentioned the social media and uh videos and different things like that about how much time do you think that you take for um each interview <laughs> Well, some of the interviews I take way too long, and, and Josh, I got to say, I found a, a nice little cheat for your podcast listeners. There is an app, and I'm a big fan of this app. It's called Refresh, and I don't know if you've heard of that, but if you haven't, it's huh. worth your time. Long story short, Refresh app, is that's a great way to prep for your interviews without having to spend tons of time. But if you do want to spend a lot of time, like I said, uh, social media, listen to previous episodes, read their latest blog posts. Uh, if they have a book, try to have a frame of reference about the book if you can't read the whole thing. If you can read the whole thing, read it or listen to the audio book at twice the speed. Uh, those are different strategies, but worst case, you don't have time for all that. Download the Refresh app. That will at least give you a heads up. 
Awesome. I love that tip. I love it. You heard it first here. I don't know if you heard yeah, that's, it first. That's a good but... stuff. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good app. All right. Um, now, as you, uh, as you wrap up all of your uh, interviews, uh, the last question, or one of the very last questions is always, who is doing something that, um, sorry. That interests you. Yep. Yes. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that strategy is I like to hear about what other people are up to. And sometimes that's a good lead for future guests on your show, depending on what your, your topic is. So, you know, that, that could be something that you ask online or offline, but you just say, Hey, who, who's doing something that interests you in this space? And they'll say, well, I really like what Ted's up to or, or Joanne or whatever. And then, uh, Oh, well, that's cool. Um, I don't know, Joanne, could you potentially introduce me to Joanne or, or whatever? And, and they, that's a way to connect with someone and continue, excuse me, continue networking and, and, uh, potentially have them as a guest on the show. So Jared, who's doing something that interests you? Josh Rivers, this guy in Oklahoma City, he's pretty awesome. <laughs> he's helping people take their online efforts to the next level. Uh, so, yeah, Josh, I think people should keep listening to your podcast because it, it definitely helps. And then some other people that are doing interesting thing, my buddy Randy Wilburn, he just put out a podcast. He, he doesn't have time to do a podcast, and I've been begging him for ages to do a podcast. And finally I persuaded him, hey, you run most days, so after that you do a short walk, a cool down. Why don't you just use your phone and you record on your phone? kind of what what you're thinking about what you're working on <laughs> and he's like actually i could do that so we set him up with the audio boo app and it's not the best sound quality but it's good enough he can record as long as it's within 10 minutes because audio boo only allows 10 minutes for free but it hosts that audio for free for 10 minutes unlimited audio he can record a 10 minute episode from his phone while he's walking and that will upload there's a little setup involved but that, that will upload to itunes and stitcher so that's pretty cool. I like what he's doing. And, uh, you know, everybody involved in the podcast movement, obviously I'm a big fan of, of what's going on with podcasting. Dan Franks is my business partner. and He's just an amazing guy. And, um, if people haven't checked out podcast movement, I hope that they'll consider doing that. Definitely. So podcastmovement.com, is that correct? That's correct. All right. And then also starvedadoubts.com. Um, and you can find Starved Adults also iTunes, Stitcher, and probably other places as well. <laughs> Even and so, SoundCloud. Yep. SoundCloud, there you go. So the new up-and-coming um, platform. Yeah, I, I, I like SoundCloud. You can, um, If you're a podcaster, you should consider at the minimum posting some of your episodes on SoundCloud because you can share them on social media and people can listen to it right there in Twitter or on Facebook. So for people that aren't podcasters or don't listen to podcasts, that's powerful. You know, I can listen to your episode right there in Facebook. And um, you should consider doing that. I, I think it's it's a great way to uh, ex expand your show beyond just people who are listening to iTunes. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to close with? Josh, I do really believe this. If your listeners will continue to hit play on this podcast, that will encourage them and that will give them ideas that they didn't have otherwise. And you need that encouragement and you need those ideas to eventually get to the point where you say, I'm ready to take some, some big action. I'm ready to make some moves. And whether it's reaching out to the guests that Josh has on the show or just reaching out to Josh, I hope that you'll consider doing that because that's how it begins. That's how it starts. So keep hitting play. You'll be smarter, and that will equip you uh, to take whatever the next step is. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that 
interview and discussion that we had about doing interviews. So if you plan on doing any type of interviews, or even if you just need help with doing some research, these tips can really help you. If you'd like to go to the show notes, you can go to Creative Studio Academy slash one dash six, and that'll take you straight to the show notes to this, and you should be able to find the various links and information that we talked about. And so, as I mentioned at the beginning, if this is your first time, or if you just haven't been to the website yet, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash welcome. And that is a special welcome page just for the podcast listeners to help you get started to go a little bit deeper into Creative Studio Academy. And so I would definitely welcome you to be able to do that. I would also invite you, if you have not yet, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash iTunes to be able to leave us a rating and review in iTunes. You can leave whatever feedback that you have and you can rate it however you feel it is worth. And if you do that, I'll make sure to mention that on future podcast episodes in the show if you leave a five-star review. So I definitely would appreciate that. Those reviews helps the show to become a lot more visible to those that are searching for this type of content online. So I would thank you and those that find you in the future as a result of your review would be thankful as well. With that, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we'll talk to you next session. Thank you.